You're listening to a message from Gateway Church Geelong. We hope it blesses you. For more information about Gateway, visit gc.org.au. Well, good morning, church. Good morning. How good is it to be in church this morning? We've got each other um, to keep ourselves warm out of the cold. We, you know, we had such a glimpse of, of the good weather, but it was just like a carrot, just a dangled <laughs> carrot, because now we're back to reality. But that's all right. Hopefully, it'll get better soon. Well, there are two kinds of people in this world. Um, there are those who read the instructions and there are those who don't. Um, I don't know which one of those categories that you fall into. Um, I don't know. But this morning, I'm talking about having a firm foundation and how God gives us instructions on how to go about our lives so that we can be uh, stand upon a firm foundation, a foundation that doesn't change, one that is immovable and one that leads us into the promises that he has for us. So in Matthew chapter 7 from verse 24, it says, Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. You know, doesn't that sound great? You know, I don't know about you, but I want to be a person who is built on the solid rock, who is built on a firm foundation. Because, you know, when you build a house, you know, you want it to be able to withstand whatever is thrown at it, including earthquakes. You know, it's like, it's literally the goal. Like you build a house so that it'll provide shelter. If we didn't need shelter, we wouldn't have houses. And metaphorically, as well, you know, I want that for me. I want that for my family that whatever comes up in life, whatever storms I walk through, whatever things happen that might even be out of my control, that I have a sure foundation to stand upon. But verse 26 says, But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. And, you know, I don't like the sound of that quite so much. But there are moments in my life where I can relate to this. You know, where I've chosen to trust in myself and not listen to what God is calling me to do. You know, maybe I've heard God, but I've chosen not to listen to him, even when I knew better. And maybe for a moment, it seemed okay. Like my, my sandy foundation, you know, it, it held me strong. But then the water comes. And we know what happens to a sandy foundation when the water comes. You know, something changes in the world around me and the cracks start to appear. Just like a house when the foundations aren't quite right. You know, an example of this, and you know, this is very close to my heart. And what I'm about to disclose to you, it's an issue that not only I have, but I believe it afflicts many of you in this place as well. Something that started as an early age, and it's that when I go to get the shopping out of the car, there's this voice in the back of my head, and it says, you can do it. 
you can carry all the groceries in one go. You know, a wise person would just take two trips. You know, you think maybe I really should just come back for a second trip, but not me. Despite my own best advice, I make the foolish decision to carry all the groceries at once. And not only does the food get dropped on the ground and I have to clean it up. You know, I saved one minute by carrying it all. But not only do I have to spend 15 minutes cleaning up and I have to go back to the supermarket because I don't have yogurt. <laughs> if only I'd listen to the still small voice in my head. You know, this is lighthearted, but life can be like this sometimes. We can have all the information. We can have everything presented to us. God's instructions, we know what we're supposed to do, but we still have a decision to make. You know, do I listen to God or do I try to do it my own way? And this scripture that we've just read, it gives us a great picture of how we are designed to operate. You know, we're designed to operate as a house that is built upon a firm foundation, that when the storms rise that when the challenges of life come against us, that we have a solid rock to stand upon, and that is Jesus. That we have Jesus in His strength, in His ability, in His wisdom as our foundation to weather the storm. But I believe that often, although we know what we should do and that we should listen to it, sometimes we don't. You know, I don't doubt our intentions. You know, I don't think anybody intends to build a house that will fall down in the storm. It's not about our intentions. But sometimes we just slowly drift through time. We start to build our house over here, not where God is intending us to. So this word for us this morning is one to realign and reaffirm God's word and God's plan for each of us. For us to be built on the solid rock, a firm foundation. So the question for us today is, what is your foundation? You know, it's quite easy. We just say, yep, it's Jesus. It's like, what's your foundation? Yep, hallelujah, brother. Um, my foundation is Jesus. You know, it's easy to say that our foundation is Jesus, but can we dig a little deeper this morning? Because there are moments where we can say that and maybe moments where we even believe that our foundation is in the right place. But maybe when we take a step back and, and take stock and look at things, maybe we realize that there's some little areas that we're, you know, we're building our own house off to the side. You know, we're partially built on His foundation and partially built upon our own. You know, like, God, I, I trust that you'll provide for me in my workplace. You know, I'm, I'm believing for, for your favor in that, that you'll look after me with good health, but but my finances, I've got that under control. I've got, I've got a budget. I'll just build my house over here. You know, God, I'm, I'm believing for you to bless my family. I'm believing for you to protect my family, but, but I've got the five-year plan sorted. You know, I've got that under control. Because it can be easy to trust in God for the things that we don't feel like we have under control. But... Do we allow God to speak into and strengthen the areas that we do feel like we have under control? Because I might have it under control tomorrow, but it's not raining. There's no storm. 
But we should trust in God in all things, even the things that we think that we have under control. You know, we've just spent the last six days joining together and fasting as a church. And this can be a great way for us to step back and take stock, to realign ourselves with God's word, with his teaching and his promises, to be more intentional about pursuing the ways of Jesus. You know, remember that what we're on is a journey. You know, nobody's perfect. You know, nobody has built every single brick of their life upon his solid foundation. But we can be united together in the pursuit of living Christ-like and following God's perfect plan for us. This morning is an opportunity for us to be found on the solid rock. Now, for the parents this morning, you probably know young people better than than anyone because they like to do things a little bit differently. They think differently, they act differently, and sometimes they even speak their own language. And when I was a teenager, the only word that I had in my vocabulary was no. Wasn't for any particular reason, maybe teenage angst. But I was just testing the waters. Like, hey, Bevan, can you dry the dishes? No. Can you clean your room? No. Can you set the table? No. I would go and do it, but, uh, you know, no was my vocabulary. Because sometimes we test the waters just to see what will happen. It's in our human nature to want to try to do things our own way, to try to be self-made, to not be reliant on anyone or anything else. You know, this is as a result of the fall of man when sin entered the world. You know, we started to think of ourselves as, as better, that we might know more than God when we know that the truth is that God knows everything. He created us and he knows what is best for us. So if we read in Genesis chapter 3, from verse 3 to 4, it says, It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we're not allowed to eat. God said, You must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. You know, we're going to test the waters a little bit here. You know, what's the worst that could happen? You know, just one bite. God, I've trusted you with everything else. I'm, I'm listening to everything else that you're telling me to do, but maybe I'll just try this one thing out. Maybe I'll just test the waters on this. You know, maybe there's moments in life where you find yourself flirting with things that you know that you're not supposed to because maybe it makes you feel good in the moment, but it is momentary. You know, maybe... You find yourself flirting with behaviors that you know that you're not meant to. And you know, the result of this, just like Adam and Eve in the garden, is that what seemed maybe like an okay idea, you know, what's the worst that could happen? I'll just try it out. That it leads to shame and it it leads to brokenness. Because the truth is, we may not always understand the reason for God's commands, for His teachings but we can trust that he has our best in mind. Because know that he, he never designed for us to be separated from him. You know, the protections that he puts in place for us are designed to keep us in relationship with 
Him, to keep us built on a firm foundation. Because God knows us. He knows what is best for us. But sometimes our pride and sometimes our selfish ambition can get in the way. We can come up with our own ideas. You know, Proverbs chapter 11, verse 2, it says, Pride leads to disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. You know, that word there, disgrace, it literally means the undoing of grace. You know, when we lean upon when we lean upon our own understanding, our own ideas, we step out of God's grace. You know, it's always there. It's always available to us. We can't remove the grace that He wants to give to us, but we can choose not to walk in it. We can choose to walk our own path, to walk out of His protection, to walk out of His guidance. You know, God offers grace to each of us freely. He offers forgiveness to each of us freely. He offers us the empowerment to live the life that He intended for us. But in our pride, in our own ways, we can choose to disregard it. Now, God chooses to love us. He chooses to forgive us. He chooses to empower us and strengthen us, even though we don't deserve it. But often we try to do it our own way. We trust in ourselves. Maybe we try to earn our salvation when all God wants to do is give it to us because it's not something that can be earned. It's something that is given. God's grace is given to each of us. And I think sometimes we, we work so hard building upon a foundation of self-sufficiency, trying to control it as best we can, trying to make sure we we dot all the I's and cross all the T's. But in the end, we find that the foundation is one of sand. When God offers us one that is firm, one that is on the solid rock, one that we don't have to strive to attain, but one that is given to us freely. You know, this is not a heavy-handed moment for us today, but this is, this is an invitation from God to us an invitation for us to remember His grace and realign ourselves with His truth and stand upon a firm foundation. You know, this word humility, you know, I think sometimes humility can be portrayed as a weakness. It's like you should be proud of who you are. But can I challenge this morning that there is great strength found in humility, that we're designed for humility. And humility is found when we realign our understanding that we need God, that we're not self-reliant. When we humble ourselves and we say, God, I need you as my foundation. And then God gives us wisdom. James chapter 4, verse 6 says, And He gives grace generously, as the Scriptures say, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. You know, God's unmerited favour is for us, for each of us. And all we have to do is humble ourselves and acknowledge that we need God, that we need God as our sure foundation. And He will provide us with the strength 
and a foundation that will stand in the storm. Now, in speaking of storms this morning, have you, have you ever seen during the torrential rain, there's thunder, there's lightning, a builder out building a house? The thing is that in Australia, we have unions. And it's like, there's a couple of drops, oh, we need to, tools down, tools down. <laughs> but the truth is that you can't build a strong house during the storm. Foundations provide strength in the storm. But our houses that we're building upon the firm foundation, they're designed to provide a shelter from the storm. You know, think about this for a moment, because this is what we do sometimes. The storms of life come up against us and we scramble frantically, like, God, I need to build a firm foundation. God, shelter me from the storm. But the truth is that we can't wait for the storm to start to frantically start building the house. Today is the day. Today is the day for us to build a firm foundation on the solid rock. Because if we build upon a solid foundation today, it'll help us to weather the storm tomorrow. You know, what I put in place for my family today will lead us in a stronger family tomorrow. What I'm doing today strengthens my relationship with God tomorrow. Today is the day to build a firm foundation. Today is your day to build a firm foundation. So how do we go about building our lives on a solid foundation? Well, a similar question is how do you eat an elephant? You might not have eaten an elephant, so I'll give you the answer. One bite at a time. That's how you eat an elephant. So how do we build our lives on a solid foundation? One brick at a time. No, we build our foundation in God. One brick, one step, choosing to trust in Him and placing it on His sure foundation. You know, myself and Renu, we're in the process of having a house built at the moment. And can you imagine the tenacity this isn't, this isn't true, by the way, but can you just imagine the tenacity of our builder when he got there on Tuesday morning and he was like, oh, no, I'm not going to worry about that brick. That one's not important. Like, we're, look, look at the big picture. We're building a house, that brick. It doesn't matter. But the truth is that if he didn't put the brick in the wall, then there would be a hole in the wall. And I think the same is true for us that sometimes we, we look at the thing that's right in front of us and maybe we think in the big picture, maybe it's just not that important. But in the big picture, it is important because every brick matters. Every decision matters. You know, am I going to place this brick on the solid rock or am I going to place it on my own foundation? You know, maybe I think, oh, I've got this. God, I don't need you in this one. I'll I'll come and find you, God, when I need you. Now, maybe it's the decision to to turn down that invitation. Maybe it's the decision to compromise on your values. Maybe it's the decision to try to blend in in the workplace. Maybe it's the decision to choose to extend grace even when it's not deserved. Maybe it's the decision to be patient 
when everything in you wants to react. Maybe it's the decision to take a moment to allow God to strengthen that decision, to stand upon the solid rock. You know, I don't want to provide an exhaustive list today because we're all unique. We're all individual. You know, what brick are you needing to choose to place on the right foundation today? What brick do you need to choose to place on the right foundation this week? Because you don't need to carry it anymore. God provides a firm foundation for us. You know, every decision to trust God, every decision to turn away from our sin, to turn away from our pride and to lean into His direction for us is building upon the firm foundation. Now, do we have any expert navigators in the room? Anyone here? You, you, Pastor Lee, you can find your way anywhere, just the bearing of the sun? Is that? Yeah? Do we have anyone, on the other hand, who finds themselves directionally challenged? Yes. You're like, you're in the shopping centre and everyone else knows where the car is, but you walk out of the shop and you go that way. So I don't know where you're going, but I'm going home. But, you know, when we have directions, when you've got Google Maps on, if you don't follow the directions, you probably won't get to the destination. You know, you might eventually, but it might take a bit longer. But the same can be said that we can't expect to walk in God's promises if we don't listen to his plan and word for our lives. You know, we can't expect to get to all that God has promised to us if we don't follow the directions. You know, sometimes we hear his promises and we're encouraged by them. It makes us feel nice, makes us feel all warm and fuzzy inside. But he gives us instructions for a reason, not just to feel good, but to walk in the promise. You know, God's instructions for us require action. You know, James chapter 1 from verse 22 says, But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free and do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. God will bless you for doing it. Is that something you want this morning? And when we follow God's instructions, it leads us into His promises. Amen. You know, how many times in my life have I found myself disappointed that God isn't doing anything? It's like, God, you're not doing anything. When He's like, you're not listening to me. <laughs> He's given me the instructions. He's given me His Word. But sometimes I just choose to sit there and wait for it to happen. You know, a real practical example, it's like I wake up in the morning and I'm feeling lethargic. You know, I feel tired a bit all the time. And God's like, there's two things you could do. Go to bed early or get up and, you know, go for a walk. That might be good. Get the blood flowing a little bit. But instead, I'm going to sit here. I'm going to, God, I feel lethargic. God, why aren't you doing anything? Maybe I should just listen. Because we can choose 
to take a step toward his perfect plan for us, to see his promises realized in our life and build upon his firm foundation. You know, the scripture says that following God's instruction leads to wisdom. But this is not just any wisdom. This is his wisdom because our own wisdom, it leads again to pride. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 7 to 8 says, don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Then you'll have healing for your body and strength for your bones. Now, who knows that we can become self-sufficient, even in our relationship with God, through our knowledge and in our own understanding. You know, when that says, fear the Lord, you know, it's talking about having an honor, a respect, a love, a reverence, an awe, and a worship. You know, not forgetting who God is, what He means to us. Because as we grow in our spiritual maturity, you know, if you've been in church for a little while, you know, we need to be careful to not lose our reliance on God. You know, we can get really good at this going to church thing, but we can forget about what it's all about, about our relationship with God, about our reliance on God. You know, don't become a professional Christian. It's not a thing. We're to be followers of Jesus, built upon a firm foundation. Because it's not just about what we do, but it's our heart behind it. Because self-sufficiency is the antithesis of trusting in God. You can write that down. Yeah. Does anyone know how to spell it? <laughs> And godly humility is the antidote to self-sufficiency. When we acknowledge our need for God, we become less self-reliant. We become fully reliant on Him. Now, children, they blindly trust. Now, my beautiful brother here on the front row has been known to blindly trust. This was many, many moons ago. Two times where this failed. So one time it was like, hey, Aaron, I've got something for you. Here, have this apple. And I threw him a tomato. Um, and he chowed down on it and, you know, and he likes tomatoes. So that's fine. <laughs> that one failed. Next one was, hey, Aaron, here's a grape. And um, it was an olive, but he liked that as well. So they were both fails. Um, I can't only make him look bad. I have to make me look bad too. But my favorite one was, it was a random Tuesday evening. And I was like, hey, Aaron, guess what? Tomorrow is a public holiday. <laughs> And you should have seen the glee on his face. Um, the rule was, on public holidays, you don't have to ask mum and dad for PlayStation time because they want to sleep, right? Because who wants to get woken up at 7 o'clock just for, like, can I play the PlayStation? So mum comes out in the morning at 7.45 and Aaron's playing the PlayStation. She's like, what are you doing? You have school today. And he had to explain the whole thing. There were tears of sadness and tears of joy. It's one of my life's great accomplishments. But children, they blindly trust. When, like, that's not a problem. They should be able to. But over time, things change. Your trust is broken. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and we learn to become self-sufficient. We learn not to trust. We grow as humans. We start to question authority. We try to make our own way. You know, we have to have all the answers. We have to have it all 
the plan. We need to know the whole story. But in the kingdom of God, it's imperative that we keep our hearts soft, that we're sensitive to God's instructions, that we trust Him even when we can't see the whole picture. You know, we're called to have a childlike faith. Trust God like a, like a child trusts. Because there's safety in the Father. You know, a child trusts their parent. Because the parent cares for the child. The parent has the, the best interest at heart. Now, we can trust God because He has our best interests at heart. We can turn away from cynicism, turn away from our own knowledge, our own experiences, and learn to lean on Him, on His foundation, not our own understanding. Because we build upon His firm foundation by placing our trust in God rather than our own understanding. You know, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek His will in all you do, and He will show you which path to take. You know, wisdom is not found in our own understanding. It is found in God giving us His understanding. You know, learning that my understanding is not enough and it never will be, that I need His understanding. I need His insight. I need His empowerment. Because when we get into trouble, when the world around us seems chaotic, does it cause us to question God because we don't understand it? His faithfulness or does our foundation in Him cause us to understand who He is? And even though we don't understand the situation, we have a solid foundation to stand on. You know, put yourself in this person's shoes for a moment. It's a beautiful Sunday morning, not like this morning. You wake up, the sun's shining through your window, the birds are chirping. You get up, you make yourself a coffee or a tea. It's the right temperature. It's, it wasn't too cold. It's not too hot. It's just right. Everything's going perfect. You drive to church, every green light. You don't have to give way to everybody, anybody. It's going perfect. You walk through the doors. There's someone on the door welcoming you with a big smile. You walk into the auditorium and what do you see? Somebody sitting in my chair. Now I can choose in that moment. Do I tear down the walls that I've built upon on his firm foundation? Or can I choose to rest in God in that moment? And you know, there's other chairs. <laughs> you know, maybe the lights are in your eyes a bit more, maybe the aircon blows on that spot, maybe I don't know. Whatever it is that causes you to choose your chair. We can choose that God, despite what my circumstances look like, I'm going to put another brick on your firm foundation. I choose to trust in you. I choose to lean on you. I don't understand why that person chose to sit there in my chair. But I choose to lean on you. You know, recently in my life, I went through a difficult season, to say the least. You know, before this season, things seemed good. Everything was in control. 
Everything was calm. But if I'm honest, I was living a self-sufficient life. You know, I'd gotten pretty good at what I did. I wasn't challenging myself. I wasn't growing. I had one foot on the solid rock, but I had another foot on my own self-sufficiency, my own ideas. And then the storm came. I found myself in a difficult situation and it forced me to make a choice. Do I choose to stand on the solid rock, being reminded of how God had been faithful to me through the years? Or do I choose to get angry at God because I don't understand? And although at moments it didn't feel very good, it might have felt like the ground beneath me was shaking, I could choose to stand upon the solid rock, my firm foundation. Because I truly believe that it's not just the decision that I made then that mattered. It was the years of decisions that I made leading up to that moment. That every brick that I placed on His firm foundation made it easier that when the storm came, that I could lean on Him. That in the storm, there were things that I didn't understand but I didn't take my eyes off God, off His instructions, His promises, His solid foundation. And this verse, I truly understood what it, what it means. It's Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. It says, Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. No, I experienced God's peace. No, I had to lay down my understanding. I had to say, God, I don't understand why this is happening. But God, I'm going to choose to trust you. You know, when it says a peace that exceeds anything we can understand, that's because we're not meant to understand it. It's freely given to us a peace through His firm foundation. My encouragement to you today is to every day and in this moment to place bricks upon the firm foundation in every decision, in every moment. Choose to lean on Him. Choose to stand on Him because the person that God desires me to be, you know, the people that God desires us to be, who God desires your family to be, is a cumulative journey that we go on. You know, through every circumstance, God reveals His faithfulness to us time and time again. And we can choose today to build upon a firm foundation. You know, it starts today, but it continues tomorrow. It continues the day after. Every day we can stand upon the firm foundation. You know, Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 again, it says, Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. You know, if that's something that you desire today, 
now is our moment to respond to God and say, God, I'm choosing to make you my firm foundation. So we're going to do that right now. So if everyone can close their eyes. You know, and what I, what I want you to do is if, if you want to say, God, I'm choosing to make you my firm foundation. Just stretch out your hands in front of you because I'm going to pray for you. We're going to stand together. Choosing to place a brick on God's firm foundation. Lord God, I thank you for your faithfulness. Lord God, I thank you for the firm foundation that you offer to us. I thank you for your instructions. God, I pray that you would lead us right now, that you would lead us this week in your instructions, in your teaching, God in your guidance. God, that when we're faced with a decision that you would give us the courage, that you would give us the strength to place a brick on your firm foundation. God, I pray that when the storm rises against us, God, that you would cause us to turn our eyes to you, to stand on your firm foundation, to not lean on our own understanding, but to lean on you. God, I pray that you would Help us to turn away from our own self-sufficiency. But we would understand that you are sufficient for us. God, we choose in this moment to place you as our foundation. God, we thank you that you're reminding us again that all of our faith, our trust, our hope must be in you, Jesus. Spirit, we have ears to hear and we're, we're listening. We're listening today, God. That the strength of our, our foundation, the strength of our faith, the strength of our families, Lord Jesus, it all relies on our foundation, our Holy Spirit. God, I, I declare over my life, I declare over my family, Lord Jesus, I declare over our church, our foundation is built on Jesus and, and nothing else. Jesus and nothing else. Amen. What a great encouragement. So, you know, sometimes we can just get a little bit sort of just sidetracked a bit. It's good that God's Word brings us back into that perfect will for our lives. Amen. Can, can I encourage you? I, I know this is true for me. And it's not about the big, big things. It's about those little decisions. So we're like, oh, oh, it'll be all right. I'll just have like, I'll just eat this one extra thing. I'll just do this one extra thing. I'll just watch this one extra. It's just those little, those little things. Can I encourage you this week? Say, Holy Spirit, can I be sensitive to your voice, Holy Spirit, this week? Can you, can you just give me a little prod? When I'm about to make one of those decisions that, that take a brick off. Because I want to, I want to, I want to build on the foundation. Amen. Amen. Before we finish today, and I, I love doing this every week. Just if we can close our eyes for a moment. If you don't know Jesus personally, you know maybe you've you're watching online, you're in the room this morning, you've you've heard this message, this message of wanting to build on a firm foundation. You're like, I want that for my life. 
But how do I do it? Well, it starts with this. It starts with accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. It starts with believing that He went to the cross, the grave, and God raised Him on the third day for the forgiveness of your sin. Because ultimately, the condition that we're all born into is that condition of sin. And it's only Jesus that can save us so that we can be on the firm foundation. Amen. And if you want that firm foundation for your life, if you want a relationship with God through Jesus, I'm going to invite you to pray this prayer this morning after me. It's just a prayer of acknowledging of Jesus as Lord and Savior. Church, can I invite you to pray this prayer with me? If you're online, pray this prayer as well. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you that you sent Jesus, that he went to the cross, the grave, and you rose him again on the third day for the forgiveness of my sins. I turn from my sin. I surrender my life. And from this day on, I choose to follow you, Jesus. I'm building on the firm foundation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We pray that that message was a blessing to you. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, first of all, congratulations. We think that that is incredible. And secondly, if you go to gc.org.au forward slash first steps, our team has put together some resources as well as there's some information there for how you can get in contact with one of our pastors because we'd love to encourage you and connect you into the life of the church.